Good morning, good morning. I hope that you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Um, mine, quite frankly, was one of the best because I watched Michigan slap Ohio State yesterday. We have any Michigan fans? I know I'm in Notre Dame territory, but yeah, go. I, I'm on top of the world. I don't know if you could tell, but I'm on top of the world after that one. But seriously, I hope, I hope that you had a good Thanksgiving. I hope that you were able to take some time to rest, to be around people that you love, to reflect, to have gratitude towards. And I know life is crazy and life is hectic and sometimes it's hard to really take that time and see the things that God is doing, see the things that we're thankful for, but I hope that you were able to have that moment. If you don't know who I am, my name is, my name is Noah, and I work with the middle school here, and yeah, yeah, they let the, they let the middle school guy on stage, mostly because half the staff is gone, really, but um, I'm excited, I'm excited to, to bring the word in, in dialogue with you this morning. This is really a message this is one of those messages where God like preached it to me first um, and really brought me out of a season where like he was just hammering like this message away at me. And so I hope that, that as I share, um, you know, you, you take something from it, you reflect on the words I'm sharing and I hope and I pray that and I think, really, a lot of us in this room, like, this is going to hit home and be a perspective shifter. And so, and you might walk away going, like, this, this kid doesn't know what he's talking about. You're right. But um, I really hope that you, you glean in um, and, and listen. And these are things that even, like, like I said, these are things that I'm wrestling with still. Um, so can we just pray and then we'll hop into it? Dear God, I just pause. God, I pray that these, these are your words, they're not mine. I pray that the time I t took to reflect and listen to you, God, that that would be shown in how I speak, God. Humble me, work on each and every one of us in this room that you would move in ways that only you can. In your name, amen. So about eight, nine months ago, I really, I entered this really, really difficult season in my life. I was, I was in college at the time. It, I don't know if you know that, like I'm fresh out of college. Like I, like I said, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know anything. I'm fresh out of college and eight, nine months ago, I was, I entered, really there was this difficult week where I just was lamenting and crying out to God. It, it got to this point where like in between classes, there was this point where I went graduated from Bethel, and they have this little chapel, a little prayer place there. Um, and I went in there in between classes and began to just like literally weep, cry out to God. And there was, there was a lot of things that, that went into this. There was relational things that were heavy. There was, there was friends in my life that like the emotional toll that it was taking on me and me crying out to God, like, I don't, I don't know what to do here. I don't know if I can be enough for these people. I feel like I'm needed. I don't know. There was relational things. There was graduation was, was really close. And, and I was at this place where this job offer was, was there. It was present. But I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, this is not where I thought God was bringing me. I, I had in my mind, I'm so glad he called me here. I'm grateful, because he knows way more than I do. But I had in my mind 
this other path and it was like God wasn't opening those doors and I was confused. I, I, I even in this time began to question what I thought and what I believed about God. Like literally began to break down my trust, my hope in God and really my heart cry at this time, it could be summed up in this. God, I thought by now, like senior year of college, I, I thought that I would have some answers. And some of you looking at me like, really? You thought you'd have answers at that point? Yeah, I, I, I did. Um, and I thought, I said, God, I thought I'd have some answers. Like I really thought that by this point, and I've been trusting you, and I've been trying to do what you've been calling me to do, and I feel like I know nothing. I, I feel like I'm more confused than ever in my life, and God, I don't understand what you're doing and I was scared. Why? Because I realized, I realized in that moment how much trust I've been putting in answers. I realized how much my faith was dependent upon having the answers. And I feel like the, the church and, and many of us in this room are probably in the same boat where we're constantly looking for answers and we think that that is what we put our hope in and we think that's what faith is, is to have the answers. And can I tell you something? That's not what faith is. That's not. And some of you might be coming in this morning and sitting here wrestling with deep, deep questions and you're embarrassed because you think, like me, you think you need to have the answers. And you've been wrestling and wrestling and wrestling with this idea of, I don't know, like, what's my purpose in life, God? Like, I don't know how to do this. What's, what's my purpose? How do, I, how do I raise these kids? What retirement maybe is on the line for you? And I don't know what retirement looks like, God, and, what, and how are you going to show up? And maybe you're wrestling with, with how you see God. Like, maybe you've come here with all types of questions about God, and you're wrestling with it, but you're so embarrassed because you feel like you need to have the answers. What if we stopped, what if we stopped thinking that answers were the end goal? What if we stopped thinking that in order to have peace, we need the answers? What if we stopped thinking that a season of questioning was a bad thing? Or, or even a means to an end. What if, we, what if we sat with our questions? What if we really took time to wrestle with the things and wrestle with those questions that we're afraid to ask? What if we found peace within the chaos, within the wrestling? Even if the answer doesn't come, I can still have peace in this. Let's look at Jesus. In the Gospels, Jesus is asked 187 questions. He answers maybe eight of them, maybe. And we say that because like, if you read the Gospels, you know how Jesus answers these questions. Like it's like a super straightforward question and then all of a sudden he's like talking about lambs and parables and things and it's like, I don't even know if that's an answer. Technically that's an answer, but I don't, I don't know. He answers maybe eight of these questions. He himself, the teacher, the rabbi, he himself asks 307 questions. Maybe faith isn't about certainty, 
but learning to ask and sit in the complexity of good questions. Jesus, see, when Jesus in his ministry, he didn't try to enforce upon us doctrinal statement. He didn't say, here's here's your theology and here's how it lines up all systematically. That's not what Jesus came to do. He didn't come to indoctrinate us. He came to liberate us. He came to encourage us to ask what we think about God. He presented parables and stories to get us to stop and think and question our own perceptions of who God is, our own perceptions of what our life is, to what the world around us is doing and how any of it makes sense. He, he drew us into questioning our own beliefs about God's nature and his plans for us. Jesus showed us that not only is it okay to question God, not, in, not only is it okay for you to come with these questions, but it is good. And it's actually the only way to truly step into God's plan for your life. It's the only way. A, a, a faith that's untested is a weak faith. A faith that's untested is a weak faith. So if we continue on this on this place in our, in our faith and on our journey of like, oh, I can't ask those questions. No, I should, be, I should be farther along than that to ask like those questions. How dare I ask God that? Like he's God, like I can't, I can't ask him that. Like, really? To ask those questions is to dig deeper in your faith. I wanna to flip to Philippians 4. Verse six and seven, and it's on the screen here. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, Paul says, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And here's the part I really wanna sit with. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. I absolutely love the language Paul's use here. This phrase, peace that transcends all understanding. It's interesting, right? Because I think for a lot of us, and especially in, in the culture that we live in, we think to find peace, we need understanding. Right, Like once I understand and once I can grasp what God's doing and once I can grasp who God is and once I can grasp my purpose for my life and I can understand all of it, then I'll have peace. And yet Paul, if that was true, then the statement that Paul says makes zero sense. He said, Jesus gives us peace that transcends all understanding, that transcends Meaning that peace comes even without the understanding. Paul literally says, Jesus gives us peace that makes no sense. That makes zero sense, and yet we can sit in that peace and the confidence of Jesus and who he is, and we can still question, and we can still wrestle, and we can still say, I don't know, and still be at peace. And still be at peace and still trust who he is, even when we don't have any clue what he's doing, and who he is. 
See, I think a lot of us constantly are searching for understanding. I think we are, I don't, myself included. Seeking understanding and so then I'll have my peace, like yeah, I know what God's doing in my life. I have no idea what God's doing in my life. I really don't, but I can still have peace. And I think, and I don't think this is a full umbrella statement, I don't think it covers all of it, but I, I, I think there's still a point here. The, I think the reason we like understanding so much, I think it's a control issue. I think it's a control issue because I think once we, can, once we can grasp it and understand it, then we have control over the issue, right? Like then, then, I, then I have control and I know what God's doing and so it's not a mystery and so I feel like I'm kind of in the driver's seat. Even though I'll say God's, God's the one doing it, but really it feels as if I'm in the driver's seat and then I can have peace. But to have peace that's without understanding, to trust him even when you have no clue what he's doing, that's faith. That's faith. I mean, how many of us are there, really, in our faith walk to say, I truly trust him? Now, I can bring the questions. This isn't like you should just blindly trust God. Don't, don't bring anything to him. Just blindly follow him in all things. No. He, he invites you to bring the questions, but at the end, he says, but do you trust me, though? And even in the midst of that questioning, even in the midst of the doubt, there's still a peace that only he can provide. I have three, three points I wanna wrap up with here and sit with these, sit with these points. And these are, these are three things that for myself and in my walk and my journey as, as Jesus has been teaching me all these things, these are three things that instead of having the compulsion for answers, I've sat with these things. Instead of having this compulsion to be like, I need to know what you're doing right now, God, I've rested in these truths. I've rested in these ideas. Instead of having the compulsion to have answers, what if we became obsessed with the one who holds it all together? What if we, be, what if we became obsessed with, with trusting God even in the midst of it? When I think about this, I think about the story of Job just one of my absolute favorite stories. And what you get here in Job is, you know, Job's this dude, faithful guy, all of a sudden everything gets taken from him. Literally everything, right? Except for his own life. And you see as, as the story progresses, big part of Job is this conversation from Job and his friends. And it's such an interesting discussion because they go back and forth about, here's, here's, what God, here's what I think God's doing in your life. Or here's, and they're trying to get to like the answer, right? They're trying to get the answer of this is why this is happening to you, Job. This is, this is the answer, cling to this. And they go back and forth and it, it's kind of hilarious because none of it is true. And yet they're all so confident in the answer. And it gets to this point where Job's just hurling these questions at God, and it goes on for a really long time, and it gets to this point where God finally speaks, where God finally speaks, and what's interesting is that 
when God speaks, it's like, it's about two chapters long, and he doesn't, he doesn't actually answer to Job why he's doing what he's doing. Rather, God goes on this big, long tangent of like, Job, do you know who created the earth? Job, were you there when I laid the foundations of the earth? Job, do you know where the storehouses that hold the snow are? He just continues through all of these. Hey, Job, do you know how this happens? Do you know, he even says, do you know where the mountain goat gives birth? Like, what? God, what are you talking about, mountain goat? And he just continues on and on with these things, with these statements. And it gets to the point where, where God's point in all of this, he never answers Job for why he's doing. But his point is, Job, this is bigger than you. This is bigger than you. What I'm doing, you can't even comprehend. You can't comprehend what I'm doing. I'm doing something bigger. And so the reason I'm not answering you is because you, don't, you won't get it, even if I did. So you think that if I gave you the answer, then you would have peace, but that's a lie. You wouldn't. But even in the midst of that questioning and that turmoil, can you trust me? Because I'm the one who holds it all together. Like, I know where that mother goat gives birth. I know it. Can you, can you trust me? Because there's a bigger picture going on, and I think we need to ask, ourself, or ask ourselves the same question. Can we trust him? Because he's doing something. And, and I think we need to sit with the fact that we need to trust that he loves you and he's for you. And maybe you need to believe that first in your life before you go any farther. Can you trust him? Do you know that God loves you, that he's for you, and that peace, even in the midst of all having no understanding of any of it, you can still rest and go, I, I trust in him, because he loves me, and he's faithful, and he hasn't failed me yet, and he has this in his hands. Can we become obsessed with the one who holds it together? Next point. Instead of having this compulsion for answers, can we find peace in the questioning? Can you find peace in the questioning? I, I think it's, and this, is, this has brought me so much peace, that in order to wrestle with God, you need to be in his hands. To wrestle God is to be in his arms. You can't wrestle somebody with, without being right next to them, right? So even in the midst of the questioning, even in the midst of, God, I don't understand this. I don't, I don't know what you're doing. I, I, I don't understand any of this. You're right there with them. I, I encourage you. Like, it, it, it's so, it's such a bad idea to hide these questions from God to hide those doubts from God, to hide what you're thinking from God. I'm going to say this. I hope, I hope I don't get in trouble for this because I won't get in trouble. I'm going to say it. The, the time that I found the most peace and fullness of God was the first time that I swore at God. The first time that, that I swore at God because it was in that moment 
where I, where I finally told God exactly what I thought. Where I finally told him, God, here's what I think, and I don't understand any of this, but I'm just going to be honest with you. What are you doing? And it was in that moment that I felt a peace, and I felt his love wash over me in ways that I never have before because I was honest with him. And so I encourage every single one of you to push into him because he's big enough for it. He wasn't looking at me like, oh, potty mouth, lightning bolt, like what? No, that's not what he does. That's not God. That's not the God we worship. He can handle all of it. And so I encourage you that, that ask him the questions, bring him the doubts, wrestle with him. Because there you'll find his presence in ways that you've never experienced before. Because his presence brings that peace. Not the answers. His presence brings that peace. Last, last point. Create spaces for wonder. In your own life, can you create spaces where you truly Wonder, where no questions, no thoughts are out of bounds, and you just wonder. You wonder about your life. You wonder about what God's doing with those you love, with relationships. You, you take time to wonder and really reflect on the fullness of God and who he is. When is the last time you wondered? When is the last time you really allowed yourself to just go, what if? What if the world wasn't like this? What if God was, was this? What if God was who he said he was? What if this is what God's calling me to? What, what would that look like? Allow a space for wonder, and I think the church, oh, the church would change if we really grasp a hold of this. If, if we, as the church, were a space where we allowed people to wonder instead of, oh, indoctrination, indoctrination. No, let me tell you what I think about that. Oh, you have a question? Oh, let me answer that. Don't worry, God doesn't even need to intervene. Let me tell you. Now, I do think that there's a, there's a place for that, and I think that there's a place for, for answers, and we have some of those, but, but what if the church wasn't so concerned on pressing our viewpoints. Rather, we were a place where, come, wrestle with God. And let this be a place of comfort where it doesn't, the questions aren't too strange, aren't too bizarre for this space. You can really wrestle and we're not gonna look down upon you. We're actually gonna parade you for, for asking those questions, for wondering, what if we were that space? I don't know, I don't know. I want you to, to sit with that, to wrestle with that, what if? What if we were that? What if we were that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray now, close. Dear God, I, I praise you for who you are. I praise you for your goodness for your overwhelming love in this space. I, I praise you that you are big enough for everything. You are big enough for all of our worries. 
all of our concerns, all of our doubts, all of our questions, God, and you hold it all in your hands. And God, in this moment, can all of us just take a collective breath and say, God, I trust you. Take a collective breath and say, God, here, here's everything. Like, here, here's all of it. And trust that you're big enough to handle that. And that you're wise enough to respond in ways that touches our heart. God, can you do that in this space? God, I pray over each and every person in here. I don't know the questions. It could be the deepest, darkest questions. Some people could be holding on so tightly, like about to slip and just call it quits on all of this because they're scared to ask these questions. God, can they ask it? God, can they come before you and feel your overwhelming presence right now? We pray this all, all in your beautiful name, Jesus. Amen.